How would you like to learn more about the ways you exert control? If you're interested, have I got a fun activity for you. I'd like for you and a few friends or adult family members to conduct an auction. But what makes this auction a little unusual is that you have an opportunity to bid on five imaginary nickels, one at a time. Now it may sound a little strange, but nevertheless, you are about to engage in a bidding war for those nickels. And believe it or not, this exercise can help discover the types of needs you have and how you behave to satisfy those needs. Find out why this matters to managing your money today on Fin Wisdom. Hello, and thank you for joining me today on Fin Wisdom. I'm your host, Joel, and welcome to episode four in season one, where we will be discussing needs and nickels. Today's episode is set to be an interesting one because I'm going to be asking you to exercise your brain at the beginning of this podcast. But let's have a little chat first about our general need for control, or possibly the lack thereof, as it relates to our emotions. The ability to control your environment dictates the level of positive inferences, happiness, and satisfaction you have with a particular event, activity, possessions, and people. What's interesting is we all want control, but how we gain a sense of control is triggered by our individual needs. And it's not which needs are necessarily better at obtaining control, rather it's which needs give you the highest level of satisfaction. So before we take a deep dive into the subject matter, it's time I walk you through a fun exercise where you and I are going to have a friendly little auction for five imaginary nickels. (laughs) Now for background, I learned about this engaging experiment in my understudies, which of course was a lifetime ago, when I first learned about organizational psychology. And to this day, and on occasion, I take this test out of my mental pocket during private gatherings just to liven up the party. As we go through this exercise, I ask that you be a little patient because conducting this game via podcast is a tad tricky. So take a moment and clear your head because I need you to dedicate the next minute or two on the task at hand. Picture us sitting across from each other at a table. Better yet, Picture yourself sitting across Brad Pitt, because I think I have a face just perfect for podcasting. Yikes! In the center of the table lies five imaginary nickels. If it makes it easier, picture five nickels made out of cardboard. And you and I are going to bid for each of these one at a time. Now keep in mind these are five imaginary nickels, so you can give them any value you choose. The first round... The bidding will start at one cent, and in terms of maximum bid, the sky's the limit. And let me preface and assure you that there is no right or wrong response to this. So are you ready? I'll start the bidding at one cent. Will you bid more than one cent? How about two cents? What if I come back and say three cents? Will you let me have it for three, or will you up the ante to four cents? And what if I say five? Will you go up to six cents? What if now I bid seven? Will you take it even higher? Make note of who won each auction at what price. 
Now that our first auction is complete, let's start the next auction. But this time, you begin the bidding with one cent. I respond by going up to four cents. And again, will you let me have that nickel for four cents and stop the auction now? Or are you going to respond higher? How much higher? Have you set a limit to how high you are willing to go regardless who wins? Or knowing it is an imaginary nickel, there's no stopping you until you win the auction. Do you get the gist of this? I'd ask you to try this with no less than two other people and go through a round of five auctions so you have completed the bidding process. Again, tracking the outcomes of the auctions. You can stop this podcast right now to do so. But here's the tricky part. And let's be honest. You aren't going to pause this podcast right now, are you? I knew it. That's okay. The lessons here will not be lost, but you may have difficulty determining your true self should you choose to play out the full rounds of the game. We are such impatient creatures, are we not? So tell me, how many times do you think you would let the other person have the nickel for a lower value? How many times would you keep bidding to win the auction? Or... Are you someone who had a specific value or strategy in mind and stuck with it regardless if you won a particular auction? Ready for some answers? We'll explain what the outcomes mean to you and your money after this sponsor break. Hi folks, I'm wrapping up season one. And while I was not expecting to have an immediate sponsorship, I have high hopes for season two. So if you, your organization, or someone else you know may benefit from sponsorship, please visit finwisdom.com and let me know. That's F-I-N-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. And a special thanks to all my loyal listeners out there. If you like what you hear, please spread the word. Welcome back to today's episode, Needs and Nickels. And we are going to go through the background and purpose of the test so as to not think this is some absurd game to simply play on your emotions. A gentleman by the name David McClelland, who passed away in 1998, was a brilliant American psychologist who published numerous papers on needs theory during the 1950s through the 1990s. And his findings and work were aptly named McClelland's Human Motivation Theory which states that each and every one of us has a compelling, driving motivator. And the source of your motivation falls into the following three categories. They are achievement, affiliation, and power. Let's discuss what characterizes each of these needs. People with a higher need for achievement strive for challenges, like to attain goals, and expect to receive praise for their accomplishments. These are problem solvers and often enjoy working alone or with others with a similar drive. People with a higher need for affiliation like to be part of the group. They are less interested in praise and more about the camaraderie, teamwork, and relationships that are forged. They also tend to be more risk-averse, but care greatly for those in their group. People with a higher need for power like to take charge of situations, thrive on competition, be seen as leaders, and expect to be widely recognized for their efforts. They often need motivators, but are also often capable of motivating others, and they're also highly effective negotiators. These are the leaders of a team, a business unit, 
or organization or even in your group of friends or family members. Going back to the Nichols auction, while not always 100% accurate, is a useful tool to discover the need or needs that motivate you and that you use to exert control. Before we get to analyzing the outcomes, I'd like to reiterate that we have taken a shortcut to the process and I'm asking how you think you would react versus actual observed responses. So during the auction, if you were someone who let the other bidder win the round, usually for less than five cents, you may have a higher need for affiliation because it made you feel good that the person experienced the win. I have seen participants with this trait even let someone win the nickel at the opening bid for one cent. I hope we can be friends. If you are someone who was determined to win, chances are you kept raising the stakes until you gained possession of that nickel. And why not? It's imaginary. So if you fit this description, you have a high need for power. I have witnessed those with a need for power go over $5 and more for that nickel. You win. And finally, if you are someone who established a goal, such as the nickel is worth five cents and I am willing to pay up to that amount and no more win or lose, then you have a high need for achievement. And by the way, the goal could be any amount, or the goal could have been, I want to win three out of five auctions. People with this trait sometimes are perplexed in trying to determine the logic of this experiment. Why, why, why? The auction is entertaining in its own right, but pit two people of the same need together and it gets quite amusing. Two bidders with a need for affiliation, and they wrap up the experiment fairly quickly because there are less bidding rounds and they just seem so happy to have played. Two bidders with a need for power, and watch the battle. I've had to intervene with these situations sometimes because the value of the nickel becomes astronomical. They take winning seriously. Two people with a need for achievement tend to have a sense of satisfaction regardless of win or lose. It was more about maintaining their strategy. And it's kind of funny because I sometimes see them sit there shrugging their shoulders during the game because they are somewhat on autopilot and cannot see the purpose of the auction because who wouldn't just follow the same set strategy every time? By the way, it is possible to have a major need and a minor need at work, but not all three are implemented to exert control. So which category did you fall into? So if you're curious to find out what this means to managing money, we'll discuss that after this word from our sponsor. So where do you listen to your podcasts? Is it Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio? Regardless of your favorite platform, you can find Finn Wisdom on any of those channels and more. And by the way, you can even listen through your Alexa app. But there's just one hitch, a huge hitch. You have to say, quote, Alexa, play F-I-N-W-I-Z-D-O-M podcast. Unfortunately, she hears requests by how it sounds phonetically and is unable to locate it if you say the name versus spelling it. I'm hoping Amazon will hear my plea to try and correct it, but until then, I just wanted you to at least know that the podcast is out there. 
Now that you hopefully know your strongest need, you can use that as a strength when managing your money because you know what drives your feelings and ability to exert control. As an example, let's say three different people invested in the same stock with a purchase price of $100 a share. A year later, it increased in value to $200 a share. Someone with a need for power may feel very satisfied because their investments outperformed an average investor by a wide margin and that person ranked higher than others in terms of their prowess with money. Someone with a need for achievement may be very satisfied because the growth of the stock surpassed the target expectations and yearly goals in terms of performance. And someone with a need for affiliation? Well, they feel good about themselves because they are part of a group of investors who saw the same opportunity and are likely to share their success or experience in the forms of social media and conversations with others, or perhaps even walk others through their investment strategy via storytelling. And these needs do not always dictate the benefits of a given object of desire. For example, You might associate philanthropy as someone only people with a need for affiliation are involved with because of their sharing nature. But anybody may desire to give to charity. Just the purpose and commitment are different. So where giving in general strikes a chord with those with a need for affiliation, someone with a need for power may see purpose to become a champion of a cause and someone with a need for achievement may have a fixed annual budget established to give back every year to do their part. But they all support philanthropy. These dynamics also play out in our everyday lives. Tell me if you have not been in the following situation. Let's say you and your friends or perhaps your significant other are in a heated discussion as to whether or not to attend a particular social event. If you have, then you know how this goes. You may ask, who's going to be there? Where is it? How long is it? Or how long do we plan on being there? The answer for each question is the same, but each will lead to a different emotional response based on your motivational needs. To illustrate, you may be asking, who is going? And you say, Mindy is going to be there. And the response you get is, will she be coming with Pete? And then you counter, of course she's coming with Pete. Who else would she come with? Then the counter to your counter statement could be, I was just curious. And now you're forced to respond by asking, why does that matter? For someone with affiliations, they may feel Pete does not add or opposingly adds a great value to the group. For someone with a need for power, they may feel competitive with Pete and want to prepare to win over them on any number of points depending on the subject matter. For someone with achievement, this may be knowing Pete could be an important person to network with and you're strategizing how to engage Pete on the topic of career opportunities. My point is, it may not hurt to understand someone else's motivations. Otherwise, you could end up in an old Abbott and Costello routine. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. You know the guy's I'll... names on the baseball team? Yes. Well, go ahead. Who's on first? Yes. I mean the guy's name. Who? The guy playing first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first base. <laughs> who is on first? What are you asking me for? I don't know. Now, wait a minute. I'm, not I'm a... asking you who's on first. That's his name. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy on first. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds something like that. 
My point here is point of view. The benefits associated with a particular investment, event, activity, possession, or personal relationship may be the same, but the satisfaction derived from the association may vary. So purpose is part of your way of exerting control over your financial decision making. So how can this help? Achievers often take calculated decisions and tend to have a low risk tolerance. If you fall into this category, it may be best to try and avoid having to make any quick decisions about your money. You are someone who probably likes to conduct a great deal of research and comb the web for additional facts, pros and cons, before making that expenditure or investment. However, this can also lead into other behavioral risks, such as confirmation bias, which is mentally weighing information toward your personal favorite opinions. And for the empowerment seekers, they often are self-disciplined and acknowledge a zero-sum game in which if you're winning, someone must be losing. Status, determination, and recognition are important drivers. If they see an opportunity, they often jump on it and reap the rewards if possible. They are often the first to try something new and others to follow. But be wary, empowerment seekers may be prone to overconfidence in terms of behavioral risk. Affiliators like the sense of belonging and the ability to socialize experiences. Win or lose is not as important as the positive inferences resulting from a group decision. And for affiliators, fulfillment comes from making financial decisions that fit into a current culture or generally accepted norms. They gain strong insights and recommendations from the experiences and stories shared by others. However, they may at times be at risk of clouded judgment resulting from groupthink and hurting behavior that come from reacting to a collective conscious. You can find other motivation theories out there such as Maslow's famous hierarchy of needs, but I feel McClellan's is more transferable in terms of financial decision making, organizational psychology, and leadership. So I encourage you to gather with a few friends and family members and have yourself a fun little auction to learn what a nickel is worth to you. As a copyright reminder, written permission is required to use any of the content shared. Any views expressed are my own and are not the opinion of any entity unless otherwise mentioned during the program. And since we are critical thinking creatures, these opinions are subject to change. For financial advice, consider consulting a licensed financial professional. And make sure to watch your inbox for the next exciting episode of Fin Wisdom.